0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff Notes the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 403. looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 through 13. Straight a passage. I wrote to you in a letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I did not mean the immoral people of this world, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Otherwise, you would have to leave the world. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister and is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or verbally abusive, a drunkard or a swindler. Do not even eat with such a person. For what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge those who are inside? God judges outsiders. Remove the evil person from among you. This is Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church. That we know of, because he mentions here he had written a previous letter, so probably sometime after he had written Second Thessalonians, he had written a letter to the Corinthian church. This is now five years after the founding of the church in Corinth, Paul's in Ephesus. He has been writing to them about problems in the church, factions where they're fighting with one another, claiming allegiance to different leaders, they're enamored with human wisdom and Paul tells them to stop pursuing human wisdom and pursue God's wisdom which is different from human wisdom he's challenged them about his role as an apostle and now he's dealing with this problem with the sin in the church the incestuous man and he says you guys are, are seem to be proud of what's going on you should instead be grief-stricken you need to deal with the sin in the church he's given some more background, but he's still dealing with that topic here. He says in verse 9, I wrote to you in a letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I did not mean the immoral people of this world or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters. Otherwise, you'd have to leave the world. So he says he wrote a previous letter. We don't know anything about that letter other than what he mentions here. The Corinthians seem to have some misunderstanding about this letter. He said, don't associate with sexually immoral people. And it seems that they took that to mean anybody who is immoral. They said, we live in Corinth. How can you not associate with a sexually immoral person? You can't throw a rock and not hit a sexually immoral person. This is Corinth after all. So that's something that can't be done. So obviously we're going to ignore that. That's one line of thought as to the misunderstanding. But regardless of what their misunderstanding is, he's clearing it up now. He says, Okay, I told you not to associate with sexually immoral people. I wasn't talking about people in the world, people outside the church, because they are all around. To not associate with somebody who's immoral, you'd have to leave the world. And that's not what I'm talking about. Verse 11. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister and is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or verbally abusive, a drunkard or a swindler. Do not even eat with such a person. Now, the list of sins in verse 10 are different from the list of sins in verse 11. I don't think the list is important. He's just talking about gross sin. And so it's, it's not a matter of a list of, well, I can associate with this person, but not that person, because that's on the list. Of, that's not on the list. He's given a principle here of immorality, people who are living in immorality. And his challenge to him is, I'm not talking about the people in the community of Corinth, the people around you, the people of the world. Yeah, they're, they're there. I'm talking about the people in the church, people claiming to be brothers or sisters in Christ, but are acting like unbelievers. Don't associate with them. He says, don't even eat with such a person. There's a lot of debate about this. What does he mean by do not eat with such a person? Some say he's saying exclude from the Lord's Supper. Well, for them, the Lord's Supper is different than the way we see the Lord's Supper. We see the Lord's Supper as a uh, a little ceremony we do during a worship service generally. For them, the Lord's Supper was a love feast, an actual extravagant meal. And some are saying that that's what he's referring to. Well, he's still talking within the context of the man who is sleeping with his father's wife. And he says, Kick that guy out of the church. So do not eat with him. Well, he would already be excluded from the love feast, since he's being excluded from the church. But he's broadening the scope a little bit to uh, sexual immorality, greedy, idolatry, abusive, drunkard, swindler. So it, it's hard to make an exact demarcation here of what he's actually addressing. Some say it's, it's, so; it's more of a church community type, do not eat with but you can still associate with them on a private level. And that would go along with what we saw back in Second Thessalonians, as Paul said, to deal with the busybodies. He said, you know, chastise them, censure them basically in the church, but still deal with them on a personal level. This is more serious though, or seems to be serious, and uh, others say no, this means don't associate with them at all, and don't even deal with them on a private level. Well, it's, it's hard to say, and that's where the point's not to be real legalistic about this. The point's to be faithful about this. Be wise, not human wisdom, but God's wisdom. His point being, when he says, don't associate with immoral people, he's not talking about the world. He's talking about the church. And, and this is going along with the whole challenge of, you're not dealing with sin in the church. Deal with sin in the church. He explains himself further, verse 12. For what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge those who are inside? God judges outsiders. Remove the evil person from among you. This last command, remove the evil person from among you, that's the language of Deuteronomy. Several places in Deuteronomy where it talks about judging someone as guilty. It says, remove the evil person from among you. And so that's the bottom line of all this. You're not dealing with sin in the church. Deal with it. And you've got a blatant example of it in your midst right now. Deal with it. I told you, don't associate with immoral people. You are associated with an immoral person. You've got a person who's living in blatant sin, and you're not dealing with it. Eject him from the church. Remove the evil person from among you. There's a extreme um, principle here. He says, What business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge those who are inside? God judges outsiders. Too often in church, we spend a good bit of our time shaking our finger at the world around us, how bad the world is around us. And we forget that, well, what do you expect sinners to do? They sin. Unbelievers act like unbelievers. And, and we act shocked. Oh my goodness, there's sin all around us. Well, well, yeah. And the solution to sin is Christ. So that's God's role to condemn. And God has already condemned the world. So we don't need to condemn the world. We don't need to judge the world. In fact, we're told, don't judge the world. That's God's role to judge the world. But within the church, this is where we're often a little shy about this of calling out sin in the church, judging ourselves, not to be the morality police. But when there is blatant sin, too often we just you know, turn a blind eye to it. Of, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to cause trouble. I don't want to be legalistic. It isn't being legalistic to call out sin, and. We do it in a respectful way. We go to the person, the Matthew 18 process. We go to the person and talk to the person and reason with the person and try to get the person to repent and align with God. If they won't, we bring others to talk to them. If they won't, we do take it before the church. And everybody it's not like everybody doesn't know. Sometimes not everybody knows, but quite often it's well known. And many people are saying, I wish somebody would do something about that. But nobody does because we're afraid to. But here we're commanded to deal with the sin. And we are told to separate from the world. And this is where we've got to just use some of God's wisdom in, in what to do. Separate from the world doesn't mean live in a Christian bubble. Of uh, I, I only talk to Christians. I only associate with Christians. So all my friends are Christians. Well we're told to be in the world, but not of the world. Jesus ate with sinners. They weren't his best buds, but he ate with sinners. He socialized with sinners. He spent time with sinners. We have to be in the world to take the gospel to the world, but we're not to participate in sinful behavior. And a lot of that will be addressed in Paul's letter here to the Corinthian church of dealing with the idolatrous festivals and things. We can associate with sinners, but not participate in sinful behavior. And so we can have friends that are unbelievers. We can associate with unbelievers. And unbelievers act like unbelievers. Sinners sin. We don't participate in the sin. We instead live our lives before them to see how we follow Christ, and invite them also to follow Christ. You have to be in the world to take the gospel to the world. So the challenge is to be in the world, but not of the world. As far as judging, rather than shaking our fingers at the world around us, proclaiming it's sinful, well, we know it's sinful. We need to be careful about within the church and making sure that we're not covering up, ignoring blatant sin in the church. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.